Today we're going to talk about the gift of exhortation. And a passage of scripture in Hebrews 13:22 says, Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with this word of exhortation. It's at the end of the book of Hebrews. And Paul is saying about that whole book, I have been exhorting you, I have been encouraging you to build you up in your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ and how you live your life day by day. Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, We have different gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Each of us is to exercise them accordingly. That means God hadn't given you a gift just to please yourself. He's given you a gift that you might serve the body of Christ and be a part of his kingdom work. If prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation. Now, exhortation is a big word that's probably mostly used just in the Christian circles. You don't hear that word out there in the world anywhere much, but you hear it in Christian circles. And some of you might have difficulty even spelling it. That's a long word. Some of you don't understand its meaning. Well, what does it mean when Paul says in Hebrews that this word of exhortation, what does that mean? Well, it means all the spiritual teaching that he has given in the book of Hebrews is a word from God, a word of exhortation. Guess what? Some of you have it, and you don't even know it necessarily, and you're not exercising and not using the gift that God has given to you. So I hope as you listen to the message today, you'll understand more about it. You might say as you look at this gift, is this why I always feel like I have to share my opinion when there's some spiritual or philosophical discussion going on? You just have that urge inside of you to share. Is this why people seem drawn to you to ask your advice and want to know what you think about some situation that they have in their lives? They may recognize the gift in you that you don't even recognize in yourself. And so they're coming to you and asking you and wanting your advice because they see that you have that gift of exhortation. So that's why I seem to always get myself involved in other people's problems. Are you one of those folks that get yourself involved in other people's problems? Well, maybe you have the gift of exhortation and you see the problem and you see a solution. And you want to share that solution, spiritual solution, to someone to help them out of that situation. And so you become involved in somebody else's life and in the problems that they have. And that's good. Is that why I seem to be more concerned about seeing Christians grow than I am in evangelism? Well, I asked Miss Elaine if I could share something about her. We were in the church council meeting a number of weeks ago, and we had a very good meeting, and Miss Elaine didn't say a word till toward the end. 
She couldn't stand it any further. She just had to say it. It was inside of her. And she said, I am concerned that with new members in the church, we've got to build them up. We've got to help them to grow in Christ. She had that urge within her, and I shared with her this morning, I wanted to use that. She wanted to see people mature and grow in Christ. And so someone with the gift of evangelism, it's a burning desire within them to see people mature and grow in Christ. So this morning, I want you to ask yourself, do I have this gift? Is this a gift that God's given me? And if so, how does God want you to use it? He doesn't want you to sit on it. He doesn't want you to be idle. He doesn't want you to be off to the side. He wants you to daily be involved in using the gift. The woman in the video was not a professional evangelist. She had no real training. But she had a heart to share with people and be obedient to tell people that God loved them. And some people might say, well, it was just a coincidence that this man was asking if God loved him and she showed up to tell him that God loved him. No, that was not a coincidence. That was a divine appointment. And God has some divine appointments for each one of you. The Greek word paraklesis means to call out to a person, to admonish, to urge one to pursue a course of conduct for the future that will ensure spiritual growth. The person with the gift of exhortation wants to see new believers be fed from the Word of God and be fed spiritual truth so that they grow and have a firm foundation and they mature and become whole in Jesus Christ. Sometimes that word is translated beseech or entreat. In Romans, Paul says, I entreat you, brothers and sisters. And then he goes on to tell them what he wants to tell them. I encourage you, I entreat you, I urge you by the mercies of God that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice. Paul uses that over and over in his messages. So sometimes it's translated beseech or entreat. In Acts 2.38, Peter replied, to the crowd that was out there, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter is urging, he is encouraging the people that he is preaching to, to receive the salvation that is theirs in Jesus Christ. He's urging you to begin that walk and begin to repent and find salvation in Jesus. He's testifying to that saving grace of God and he exhorts them, he encourages them, he urges them to be saved. Well, let's look at the characteristics of a person with the gift of exhortation. A person with the gift of exhortation is motivated to encourage people to maximize their spiritual potential, to grow up in Christ Jesus, to be completely whole and mature in Him and live in such a way that it's demonstrated 
through their lives. person with the gift of exhortation places great emphasis on the practical application of spiritual truth. They want to see spiritual truths that they see in the Bible be implemented in your life, in the lives of others, and in their own life. They want to see people growing and developing in Jesus Christ. And so they want to see practical application, not just preaching high spiritual words, but practical application. And so they break it down and they begin to see steps that people need to take in order to reach a certain level in their Christian lives. I have a strong gift of exhortation. Leadership is probably my primary gift, but exhortation is my secondary gift. And when I came to be with you back in October, God impressed upon me a message. Let's thrive. I just know I just not survive. Let's thrive. I wanted to see you thrive spiritually during the time that I'm here to, to grow up in Jesus Christ and to develop and, and be all that he wants you to be. That's not saying that you were not a great group of people, but a person with exhortation doesn't care where you are. They want you to move on to a higher level. They're driven by that. And when I came, I was driven to share that message with you because I don't want you to just be an ordinary church. I don't want you to just be ordinary people. I want you to be people who love God with all your heart and mind and soul and with your whole being that you love Him. And that, as this lady was looking and seeking opportunity to share that God loves them, that you would be looking for those opportunities because unless you share, they can't hear. Unless you love, they can't experience the love. And so it's up to us to be able to do that. The person with the gift of exhortation has a tendency to avoid systems of information that don't have practical application. High theological truths, unless it has practical applications, is not of much interest in them. They want to see the truths that are in God brought down to a level that people can understand them and apply them in their lives. Now, they might get into some discussions with some other people about theology and deep theological things, but they want to see it broken down so that people can use that in their lives. The person with the gift of exhortation is able to visualize specific spiritual achievement in the lives of other people and in the church. They see somebody where they are and they want to see them grow to the next level or several levels. And they want to encourage them to be able to do that. We started a Wednesday night group here at the church. John Morey and Tia and reaching out to some young men that are having difficulty with alcohol and drugs. They don't show up very much, but every once in a while they do show up. But if it was just John and Tia, and Melanie has been coming some, 
I enjoy it because it's an opportunity to, to encourage them to develop and be all that God wants them to be. Tia, as a new believer in Christ, coming out of a Roman Catholic background, want her to understand how we as Baptists look at God's Word, how we understand it, and help teach her and help her to have a firm foundation. And so, with the gift of exhortation, I see things that I won't see people do. Uh, we have had to shift our Sunday night teaching a little bit because we don't have it, the study that we were doing, downloaded on the television at Ron and Judy Porter's. And so I'm leading those sessions, and what am I doing? I'm pulling out lessons to try to teach and encourage the people in the group that they can be all that they need to be and develop them in Jesus Christ and see them develop. Well, the person with the gift of exhortation can prescribe precise steps of action to reach spiritual goals. They would say to a person, well, here's what you need to do. You need to do this, and then do this, and then do this, and if you do those things, it will develop you and help you to reach the level that you're trying to reach. Well, as you'll see in some of the misunderstandings, that looks like well, it's just dependent upon human effort. No, it's dependent upon being obedient to steps God wants you to take to get there. And yes, it does require the human effort, but the steps and the end result can only come from God. They understand the importance of personal trials as opportunities for spiritual growth. I had to work on developing some mercy in my life. Because I would see people in difficult situations, and I would look at it, and I would say, you know, God is putting them through this trial to teach them something, to help them to understand, and sometimes they have to go through the trials in order to learn the lessons. Well, a person with mercy would come along and say, I can't stand to see that person in that situation. Maybe it's a financial situation. And they would want to give them money. A person with the gift of giving would want to give them money and relieve that pressure. And I didn't show much mercy early in my life. But God has sort of mellowed me out. And I have a lot more mercy than I used to have. And so when I see people hurting, I want to try to help. But I want to be sure that I don't get in the way of what God might be trying to teach them. And we have to be careful about that. The person with the gift of exhortation enjoys face-to-face discussions in order to ensure a positive response of Christian growth. They want to be sure that they don't just say some things and then the person goes off and maybe doesn't do them. They want to have a face-to-face discussion and be sure that the person understands that they've really got it and they understand the steps that they need to take and they move forward with it. And so that face-to-face discussion gives feedback, gives an ability to see and understand if they really have it. And then the next time they get together, well, how did it go? Did you do this or did you do that? And time to check up and see, are they taking the steps that God wants them to take? Well, they delight in seeing other people following the specific steps of action 
to reach that desired spiritual goal. And nothing excites them more. It brings joy. It, it energizes them. It helps them to keep on going. Uh, I look around this morning, and there's a rule about seating in a church. And when you reach 85% of the capacity, guess what? You quit growing. We had some folks come in late. They had a hard time finding four seats together. That's not good. We need to put out some more seats so that we can have more people and share the message. But I'm encouraged to see that on a cold, snowy morning, so many of you are here in church. That encourages me. They enjoy discovering new insights from personal conferences and counseling situations. I used to go to conferences and you learn from what people are saying and the light goes on and you recognize that is correct. That's a spiritual truth I need to build into my life. And they enjoy learning because guess what? That gives them a background out of which they can help others to learn and others to grow. But there's a characteristic that we'll share in a minute uh, that tells you that I don't necessarily like to do all the study myself. I like to learn from what others have already found and just take what they've learned and apply it. Well, they have a capacity to discover insights <clears throat> from human experience that can be validated and amplified by Scripture. As they talk with people, as they have discussions with people, they see situations in their lives and they know where in Scripture to go to say, this is what Scripture would say about your situation. Here's what God is saying. Here's what God is trying to teach you. Here's how you can move and grow beyond this particular situation. The person with the gift of exhortation is motivated to bring unity and harmony between people and diverse groups of Christians. Nothing breaks the heart of a person with the gift of exhortation more than disunity. Seeing people at odds with one another within the body of Christ and they would want to counsel with and encourage and help them to come together and to find unity so that the body of Christ can have all the blessings that God wants them to have. This is the one I was talking about. They're more likely to borrow truths from others than to spend time in study and research. We still have the gift of teaching to come and the gift of giving to find, round out the seven motivational gifts. And a person that likes to really study and dig probably has the gift of teaching. Now, I do a, a good bit of teaching, but I teach the truth that I've gotten from other places many times, not digging deeply myself. Well, there's some understandings, misunderstandings that come along, and their emphasis on specific steps of ac action may appear to oversimplify the situation. <clears throat> if you're sitting there and somebody suggests these steps that you need to take, first reaction back is what? But you don't understand. It's more complicated than that. 
It's more complicated than just doing these things. Well, the reply back from the person with the gift of exhortation is, I know it's more complicated, but if you will do these things, then God will open the door and show you all that you need to learn to help you to grow in that situation. Their emphasis on steps of action may appear to be trusting in human effort rather than trusting in God. And the ultimate goal of the person with the gift of exhortation is that people will learn to depend absolutely and totally on God. But they need to do certain things in order to arrive at that point where they totally trust God. Their emphasis on Christian growth may appear as a lack of interest in evangelism. God put me in some places where <clears throat> I had to learn to, to be an evangelist. The second church that I was in, uh, I was the minister of youth and outreach. I'd never done any outreach and evangelism in my life. I was young. So I went to conferences. I went through evangelism explosion, the first group that went through that in Atlanta. I went through CWT. I went through EE, evangelism explosion. I tried to learn it in every way I could how to be a good evangelist because the ultimate goal of all that we do is what? To bring people to faith in Jesus Christ and to help them to grow. So that emphasis on Christian growth sometimes means that you don't evangelize as you should. Did this young lady in the video evangelize? It appears she didn't really tell him about how to have faith in Christ. She just, but she was there to tell him that God loved him at the time he needed to hear that. That's planting the seed that he can then move on beyond and come to faith in Christ. Well, the use of scripture for practical application may appear to be taking it out of context. Sometimes you pull out a scripture to answer a situation and it may appear that it is not used in the same context that it was in the Bible. Well, God can speak through his word any way he wants to at any time. And if the words are there and you take them, the Holy Spirit can interpret them to the life of the person and they hear it in a way that God intends for them to hear it. So that may be another misunderstanding. Now, there's some dangers. The person with the gift of exhortation may develop pride in their, their ability to prescribe for others what they need to do. You know, the old saying is when you point at somebody, you got one finger pointed at them and you got three pointed back at you. Everything you tell other people, you have to be able to apply in your own life for you to develop and be all that God wants you to be. They may overstep the boundaries of personal privacy at times. <clears throat> if a person has financial difficulty, a person with the gift of exhortation in order to help them may want to delve into their personal finances and see the real situation of where they are in order to help them to come out of that. And sometimes people might get offended and say, well, that's my personal information. I don't want to share that with you. And the only solution may be that you find somebody that is a financial counselor 
that they will share that information with. So encourage them to do what they need to do. It may appear to reject those who do not follow their prescribed course of action. If a person with the gift of exhortation tells you you need to do this, then you need to do this, and then you need to do this, and you don't do any of it, they are disappointed. It does sort of take away from their ability to re relate to you because if you're not going to do what they say, then it's a waste of their time to spend time with you when you won't listen and you won't apply it in your life. And that may appear that they uh, reject those people. And that's not totally true. Well, there are some benefits to the, the person with the gift of exhortation. They can help the body of Christ by giving wise counsel. I was encouraged in that church council meeting that Miss Elaine saw a need and that she spoke up. That was encouraging to me. It wasn't anything negative. It was just saying, I want to see new people, new believers grow and develop in Christ. I want to see others in the church growing. That was an encouragement, and she used that gift. Now, someone, when I asked her this morning, said, well, she's got more gifts. Well, she is old enough to have a lot of gifts, right? And she uses them to the glory of God. The person with the gift of exhortation can help the body of Christ by bringing about unity and understanding. If there are differences of opinion, then the person with the gift of exhortation will say, well, that's your opinion and that's your opinion, but let's look at God's Word and see what God's Word says. And they will bring them together by sharing the truths from God's Word and helping them to unite behind God's Word and the understanding that it gives to them. They can help others get things in proper spiritual perspective. As a director of missions for 25 years, I had to go in and help churches that were at odds with one another, problems and difficulties. And I would sit there and listen, and this person felt that way, and this person felt that way, and this person felt that way. And I'd ask yourself, how do you bring unity out of that? Well, the only thing that you can unify people like that is God's Word. You just got to pull it out and put it out there and let the Word and the Holy Spirit draw them together and give them a different spiritual perspective because more than likely when they're at odds with one another, what have they got? They've got too much of a worldly perspective and not enough of a godly perspective. They can help teach other spiritual truths that will help them. The things that they have learned in conferences in training, they take those truths and they stay in the back of their mind. And at the right time and the right situations, God brings it to the fore and they're able to teach and to share and encourage people as they should. Well, personally, we need people that we can turn to. People have problems, people have difficulties. And the person with the gift of exhortation is someone that people will, will, will sit down and talk with. They will share their problems, share their difficulties with 
a person with the gift of exhortation. And the person with exhortation will share spiritual truth back with them that will help them to deal with their situation. So that's a great, great thing to happen in God's church. We need them as a church to help us keep in balance and growing spiritually. Churches can settle in and people can settle in and quit growing spiritually. They can settle in and quit reading God's Word. They can settle in and quit praying as they should. And I'm encouraged with the care groups that we have that people are praying for the needs of others. And we're seeing God answer prayer. And that encourages us to pray harder and to be more diligent in what we pray. I haven't given you all a report on Pastor Paul in Moldova in a while. But <clears throat> we prayed, and there are people all over praying in Romania and uh, the Ukraine and Germany and in other parts of the United States. And we're praying and I uh, may want to try to share one morning, Scott, if we can do this, a little video clip right back around Christmas time. Here was a man that was in a coma for 11 days with a stroke and almost died, and he's walking. Paralyzed on that right side, and he's walking. In January, his daughter sent me a video and here he is swimming, using his right arm that was paralyzed, swimming in a rehab center. And then a few Saturday mornings ago, he called me on WhatsApp. And he was speaking. Not just speaking in Romanian, his native language, but he was speaking to me in English. God's restoring his speech, and my prayer is that one day he'll be able to use his speech to give a testimony of how great God is in saving him and restoring him and healing him. So we pray about things, and we see God answering prayer in our groups. We need people with the gift of exhortation for their godly wisdom and for its practical applications to our lives. Sometimes we have difficulties and problems, reading Scripture and then applying it to our lives. Well, the person with the exhortation gift will be able to help apply and show you the steps and how to break it down and to get clear understanding. I can't tell you how many people have told me, well, I read the Scripture, but it just doesn't, I just don't understand it. It just doesn't seek in. And sometimes it's necessary to sit down and just have one-in-one -one conferences and go over Scripture together. Well, if you have this gift, then God wants you to use it. He wants you to use it, any gift that he has to further the work of his church and development of people and their maturity in Jesus Christ. He wants you to use that gift. And in order to use it effectively, guess what? You've got to continue to grow. You've got to continue to develop yourself. Because if you're not growing, you can't lead people any deeper into God's Word and to spiritual truth than you have gone yourself. If you haven't experienced it, if you haven't understood it, you can't apply it. And so the person needs to continue to grow, never thinking that you have arrived there. Well, if you have this gift, 
use it to encourage individuals, to encourage God's church with hope. There's hope because God has a solution for every problem and every situation. Our difficulty is in seeing it, understanding it, and then doing it. We might even understand the steps, but unless we put them into practice and begin to do it, we won't see the truth of what God wants us to do. That's five gifts. We've got two more to go. You may say, well, yeah, that's five gifts, and I haven't seen myself yet. Or I've seen inklings of what I think may be my gifts, but I haven't seen one that seems to be really dominant. Well, sometimes you have multiple gifts in lesser quantities that God uses to be able to bless you and bless his church. Let's use our gifts for his glory. Let's pray.